Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash anxiety slayer. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my Slayer sister, Ananga Sivir. And we come together weekly on Skype to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and love answering listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. We like to mix up a potent blend of coaching, storytelling, Ayurveda, EFT, guided relaxations, and so much more. And today we'll be discussing anxiety around mealtimes. But before we get into that, I will go ahead and read through the question that we received. Hello, Anxiety Slayers. I'm a 26-year-old male currently traveling Southeast Asia with my girlfriend. I have suffered from anxiety for years, and currently I've had a really bad relapse. I've never dealt with my problem and tend to sweep everything under the carpet, hoping my problems will just go away. Basically, my problem begins and ends around mealtimes. I struggle to eat the smallest amounts of food. My mouth dries up and my hands sweat. I can sometimes get through a meal, but recently have not managed it at all. The problem can occur at any time of the day without warning, and the worst feeling takes over my body. My girlfriend of over five years has helped me through every meal, but this is a massive setback, and she can't understand why I'm doing this to myself. But I can't either. I use hard mints to help me from vomiting, but don't want to use them as they've become like a drug, and I can't go anywhere without them, which creates a problem before I've even had any negative thoughts. I had a few therapy sessions about three or four years ago, but stopped after I thought that I had gotten over it. When I read through this question, I really, really feel for him so much. I can't imagine struggling this much over mealtime. There was a part in his question that really made me feel like I wanted to give him a big hug and say, firstly, this isn't something that you do to yourself. This isn't something we do this to ourselves was something that he mentioned we can be very hard on ourselves when dealing with these kinds of issues. And if it was something that we were doing to ourselves and we could just stop doing to ourselves, wouldn't it be so much easier? It's not as simple as that, but that doesn't mean that there aren't plenty of things you can do to help. It's a situation that requires kindness and understanding, or it will just grow into more of a problem. It's a high anxiety state. It's a response to extreme stress. And what usually happens is when we're struggling with eating, we literally constrict with anxiety we dry up and swallowing feels just too small and too dry and too tight to work any food down and if you think about it if you want to know if your dog or your cat's okay if they're eating they're usually okay if they're stressed out if they don't like being in a new place if they don't like being in the back of the car if they're feeling out of sorts they tend to stop eating and then you know they're off color it happens to us too it's it's a very basic function it's the opposite to the flight and fight state when we're, when we're running and we're scared we don't stop and eat 
we're running and we're scared. So when we're anxious, that's how we feel inside. We're on red alert. It's very, very hard to switch over to a state where you feel relaxed enough to eat. But you can. You can get help doing so. And didn't you have something like this come up years ago, Ananga? Yeah, when I was, let's say from the age of about 16, 17 to about 19, I used to suffer terribly with mealtimes. I used to become very anxious, very self-conscious. If I tried to pick up a drink, my hands would shake so much, I'd just put it down again. If I tried to pick up the tiniest morsel of food, I'd feel sweaty and shaky. I'd feel like everyone was looking at me and I'd put it down again. And I'd end up just sitting there feeling really a nervous wreck, just pushing food around my plate. And what tended to happen was if somebody left the room, I'd eat really quickly while they were out the room. And then as soon as they came back in, I couldn't do it again. I was okay at home, but in social settings, my hand would really shake. Don't do it anymore. And I'm fine eating with anyone now. Very grateful to say, but I do know what it's like. It's very, very difficult. And of course, we start to anticipate it, which just adds to the problem. And there's a lot of emotion around eating in social situations, a lot of emphasis put on it, and it really does draw a lot of unwelcome attention. So what are some practical tips then that this particular listener and many of our listeners can use to have a a better experience around mealtime? One thing is to Acknowledge to yourself that this is a challenge, but you're open to working on it and be open to bringing a bit of levity if you can. I know it's not easy, but to mix things up a bit. For example, I felt very much the object of scrutiny at mealtime. If I was at a bench with everyone eating side by side, that would have been easier for me. Around a table where everyone could be looking at me, that wasn't so comfortable. So maybe ask your girlfriend to sit next to you instead of opposite you and ask her to sit on the side you feel most comfortable with her being probably opposite side to your dominant hand so you can talk next to each other looking ahead rather than the attention being on you and just ask that the conversation not be on eating and whether you're eating or not and whether you picked up a pea or not or a piece of potato or not just talk and relax about other things and if the eating happens great but not to make it such a thing because the more attention you put on it the harder it is that's really a great idea. And it's and it's fun sometimes to sit next to your partner instead of sitting across from them. And so you can look at it that way too as something mixing it up. Not only are you caring for yourself, but you get to be closer to your girlfriend. Yeah, get to mix it up. And if you're traveling, then you can be looking out at the same scene together and discussing that instead of discussing what's happening on your dinner plate. It just takes the pressure off a bit. Also, getting really specific can help What actually bothers you about eating? Would you feel better eating alone? Are you feeling social pressure? Are you feeling the expectations of others? Are you becoming fixated around swallowing? All of these things, when you get specific with them, then you get the chance to start taking some steps to get support around them. The social pressure piece, I think, would be big. I haven't had this situation. I haven't experienced this. But with all eyes on you, with needing to know what to order, with having other people aware, all of that piece, that stands out pretty strongly. But certainly there could be those other physical pieces if you're afraid of swallowing. These are big. And to be able to break them down and work through them one by one, my guess would be that's how you're going to get back to a more comfortable experience with a meal. 
We enjoy listening to audiobooks when we travel or when we just want to relax and listen to a story instead of reading it. And for listeners of the Anxiety Slayer podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Some of the latest book titles that Ananga and I have enjoyed listening to, Radical Self-Acceptance by Tara Brock, Rising Strong by Brene Brown, and Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You can download your pick or any other audiobook free by trying Audible. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash anxiety slayer. That's audibletrial.com forward slash anxiety slayer for your free audiobook. Before the break, we were talking about anxiety around mealtimes. And next up is anticipatory anxiety around eating and the sandwich story. Use DFT tapping to help a lot of people with discomfort around mealtimes. And what often happens when we have any struggle, particularly eating, eating's a very difficult one, is that we begin to dread eating. And as we've discussed before the break, others can also get fixated on it. And we get comments like, has he eaten? Has she eaten? How much have you eaten? Why can't you just eat? And it can so quickly become a big thing. A couple of years ago, I was working with somebody that was having this exact same issue. She was suffering from extreme high levels of anxiety and eating was becoming impossible. What can happen in these situations is that the anticipator anxiety goes so far back for example, in the morning, there was a certain routine in the house and then her husband would turn to look at her a certain way and she said to me, I knew he was going to ask, what are we going to eat today? So even before there was food on the table, food on a plate or the smell of food or anything happening at a mealtime, the question came, what are we going to eat today? So she was beginning to anticipate that coming around. So... I asked her to get a sandwich while we were talking. We were working over the phone together and have the sandwich on the plate in front of her and to use EFT tapping to tap for her feelings about the sandwich because when we have emotional charges around food, it becomes another something to deal with. It It becomes so much more than just food. So we tapped for her feelings about eating and this is something that our listeners can try as well. Just put something to eat in front of you. Go to anxietyslayer.com forward slash EFT and get the tapping diagram on that page and the brief walkthrough there. And you can literally sit with the food in front of you and start tapping the EFT points through for how you feel about eating, any discomfort about swallowing, discomfort about others' attention being on you, whatever the issue is. And so this person sat with the sandwich and they're looking at it and they're tapping and tapping and tapping. And in the end, she said, it's just a sandwich. It wasn't any big hurdle. It wasn't a big deal. It was just a sandwich and an inert piece of bread and some cheese. Then I asked her to pick it up, smell it, look at it, feel it between your fingers of, of one hand and keep tapping with the other hand and notice any resistance in your body to eating the food. And she continued like that. And in the end, she was able to take a bite out of the sandwich. So it's a really, really useful way to use EFT. If there's something you're uncomfortable with, put it in front of you and start tapping for your feelings about it, really explore how you feel. And that person has told me since that she's eaten normally ever since that one EFT tapping session. So there is hope. 
EFT is very good for these kinds of challenges. And I think it's important that we bring up too that sometimes we get over things and they come back and then we have to get over them again. And it's okay. You do the best you can. You're doing the best you can. And certainly there is so much pressure in expecting ourselves to be cured, to be fine, to be beyond it. But take the pressure off. We all have challenges. And right now, this is yours. Step by step, you will overcome it. Ananga did. I love the sandwich story. So did the woman in the sandwich story, right? Yeah. Which means that you can too. Absolutely. And this is a really good point that, that you're bringing up here, Shan, this thing of people will say, I thought you were over this. And we'll say, I thought I was over this. This is another kind of rigid, anxious thinking. Sometimes we have a cold and we get over it. And a year later, we get another one. Or sometimes a few weeks later, we get another one. And we have to get over that. That's how it is. We can't always say, I will never have this again. And it's a very common thinking pattern with anxiety that we want to know, will I ever be free of this? You know, can it ever be that I won't ever have this again? And we don't know. But we do know that once we learn to really nicely get over things once, if it does come around again, we know how to get over it again. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Anxiety Slayer. Anxiety Slayer has been offering a free podcast for more than six years. Now we want to help you go deeper by providing step-by-step -step support on getting the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Are you ready to take action against your anxiety? Enroll in the Anxiety Slayer Academy now and you can get started today. Visit anxietyslayer.com forward slash support.